Dream big for what we can do here. Let's not be small thinkers. Let's take what we have, let's use it to our advantage, let's come together as a group, and let's go do it together. Hi, everybody, and for the first time in quite a while, welcome to the All Den Podcast. I am your host, Dan Scott, the Director of Broadcasting and Play-by-Play Voice for Furman Athletics, welcoming you to Episode 40 as we take an in-depth dive into the world of Furman University men's basketball. Head Coach Bob Ritchie will be joining us here in just a moment. I'll first remind you, as always, that the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Shortfields in downtown Traveler's Rest. Fantastic restaurant, even better people. You can see the menu, the operating hours, everything that goes along with it at shortfields.com. That is their website. Highly recommend that you check it out and go visit them at your earliest convenience. As I said, it has been a long time since we've done one of these podcasts, and it dates all the way back to uh, really before 2020 even began when I was preparing for and then ultimately in early February stepped out for my gastric bypass surgery, and that had me on the shelf for quite a while. And then, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic hit and shut everything down. And uh, we're going to talk with head coach Bob Ritchie here in just a moment uh, about what's been going on with this basketball program since their opportunity to play in the postseason was taken away from them because of COVID-19. If you think they've just been sitting around feeling sorry for themselves, think again. The work has continued on an individual basis, now on a team basis as they have uh, regathered on campus, and we're very, very excited to catch up and see exactly what's going on inside this Furman University basketball program. So as mentioned, this is episode 40 of the All Den podcast, but the first one we've done in quite a while because of multiple circumstances, as we discussed a moment ago. But the uh, head coach of the Paladins, Bob Ritchie, is here. We are uh, Normally we do this in studio, but like everybody else, social distancing, taking care of ourselves. So uh, we've all become Zoom experts, and Bob and I are doing this via Zoom so we can at least see each other. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Fortunately, we've been able to cut down on some Zooms here lately, having the team back the last four weeks, but uh, still obviously know how to to access the links and uh, (laughs) well-versed in how to do this. So glad glad to be here today. I I would imagine that uh, you and, and just about every other college coach in the country, at least the ones who have gotten back to campus, are, are so happy to put as much technology behind you as you can and, and get back to that, that face-to-face interaction with not only your players but your staff and everybody else. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing that substitutes for, for people and just real interaction and uh, being face-to-face, being in the same room, being – being in the same presence and uh, we've enjoyed that you know we've had to adapt and you know our team room has turned into our staff room and we've had to have a new space here that's a little bit bigger to make it for our team room and you know then obviously the the adjustments we had we've had to make you know in terms of our in terms of our preparation and things like that have have been an adjustment but you know the the substitute for being you know able to be present with each other far outweighs the the adjustments and the complications of of not doing that and um, our programs adapted nicely. Well, I know that you and, and everybody else, as I said, just has to be uh, ecstatic about being back and 
taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that, that you can stay back. And, and we're going to get into some of that here in just a moment. But first, uh, I know you wanted to take a, a moment up front here to uh, talk about the, the passing of your father-in-law, your, your wife Jessica's father passed in recent days. We're recording this on, uh, on Tuesday uh, of this uh, current week, uh, August the 25th. And uh, this, is a, this is a man who's obviously made an impact on you. Yeah, Jax Tingle uh, was somebody who was actually a supporter of Furman Athletics for years and, um, you know, was, was somebody that was, you know, he, locally he was a businessman. He, he owned the Burger King franchise and um, actually had his offices right behind the Traveler's Rest location here uh, for a number of years and was highly involved in the community and, like I said, with Furman Athletics and, um, you know, was somebody that, that meant a lot to me and um, obviously impacted a ton of people. And uh, I know a lot of current Furman supporters, you know, remember what all he did for the community, what all he did for, for, for people. And um, it's been interesting in his, in his last days just to hear all the impactful stories. And just another reminder, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of heard enough of the whole, you know, year 2020 stuff. You know, we've got, we've got enough. We, we've hit our quota in society right now with complainers that it's, it's been nice to, you know, honor a guy that lived his life in such conviction. And, um, you know, you, you go through and his story and, and, and the commitments, how, how rooted he was with his family, you know, with his faith, uh, with his community. And, and you know, it's, it's just one of those situations that, that he, he just, he, he was, the more stories you hear, it was, it was so much more about conviction than it was about condition. And, and he was so deeply rooted in everything you know, that, that, that his why was so big that now you're, you're seeing all the impactful stories that are coming out. And, um, you know, sometimes we convince ourselves that life is so hard, especially in these times, you know, that it's, it's, like I said, it's nice to be able to remember somebody that, that lived on conviction. And, um, even after his aneurysm in, in 2005, you know, I met him a month after his aneurysm and, um, you know, I'm not where I am today without, without him. And, um, you know, even post aneurysm, uh, the impact that he was able to have on me in a number of ways uh, will, will be something that stays with me forever. Well, those are very, uh, very profound words about obviously a man who impacted a lot of people. Just know, and as I've told you privately, that uh, not only me, but I'm sure many, many other people in the Furman family are, are praying for Jessica and the entire family right now as, as uh, she's going through this, this uh, very difficult time. Well, I appreciate that. And um, a lot of fans have reached out and uh, just just want you all to know that, you know, it's, it's all very much appreciated and um, everything definitely has, has been felt. And, um, you know, it's it's another reminder. It gives us great perspective, you know, as, as we as we go through these interesting times. And, um, you know, we just appreciate everybody that's reached out with your prayers and thoughts at this moment. Let's turn our attention to uh, things that are actually going on on the court now, which is completely different than where we've been since the the uh, middle portion of March. But uh, you've had the team back on campus, and you're, what, four weeks now into actually getting to work out, right? Yeah, we are. We're, we're kind of in the middle. Uh, we've got some workouts, individual workouts starting here at noon. And, um, you know, we're, we're in week four of this, and it's it's been – it's been a phased in approach. And, um, you know, the first couple of weeks during phase one, we were really just able to work individually, you know, at the most groups of four and, uh, which was nice, you know, just being able to get our hands on everybody. We had our whole staff out there, all four staff members working with four people. And so 
we're able to really, you know, focus on some individual needs that we felt like needed to be addressed. And then we, we've had a little bit of a couple overarching fundamentals that we really program wide wanted to improve on a little bit. And we've been able to address some of that and, you know, really just get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And, and that's, that's been nice just because, you know, for five months, these guys, they didn't, they didn't really drill past, shoot, cut, finish, you know, uh, with, without us in terms of our supervision and just to, just to get them back and, and to get back to some of the fundamental basics and just do those repetitively has been nice. And then, you know, here in the last, you know, week and a half, we've been able to do, we've been able to sprinkle in some team workouts going into phase two. And um, again, kind of inching into that a little bit and, um, you know, going through it and, and just doing some install, you know, some walkthrough just to start to put in some of our concepts and then letting the guys play. You know, I think right now, you know, having, having some supervised pickup per se with coaches present, us being able to get it on film to install some of our concepts and to just let these guys you know, get back to the flow of just playing has been nice. And um, it gives us some a, a, an opportunity to be able to evaluate, get some things on film, figure out what we need to continue to focus on as skill work and uh, continue to move forward. Uh, one, one of the things that, that has to develop, and it only develops with time on the court, is these guys have to get accustomed to playing with one another, especially with the, the freshmen who are – integrating themselves into this group for the first time. So even if it's, quote, supervised pickup, just being able to be on the floor at the same time has to be a positive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, you know, everybody knows in terms of how we play through our ball movement and through our concepts and spacing, you know, synergy is a big deal, you know, and, and being able to be connected on offense and understanding how people play off each other. Uh, that That stuff does not get established overnight. And so, you know, we, we have to, in, in terms of the success of how we play, there, there's an element of five on five that you have to get to and um, you got to be able to play the game. And so it's, um, you know, breakdowns, all that stuff's critical and in, in, in making sure they know it and, and study it and, and learn how we want to play. But there's no substitute for just going out there and doing it. And, and so that's been nice to get back to that, being able to do that. And, um, you know, we've we've. It's 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 still I guess it's still August you know we're getting towards the end of August at this point in a normal year you know we would have completed an eight week summer program and then we would have gone home for a little bit and then we'd probably just be starting to kick our fall program off this week and um, and so you know are we behind no, I don't think we're behind everybody's behind but it's just a matter of how do we how do we do this correctly. And, and make sure that, you know, with not knowing what the start date of the season is going to be, that that the start date right now is November 10th. And that's what they've told us and they haven't changed it yet. And so we've got to operate accordingly until there is a change. And but at the same time, we also got to know we're not going to recover the missed time all in one week. And so there is a little bit of a, you know, of an aggressive patience in this, I guess, would be the <laughs> best way to describe it, where. You know, we, we've got to we've got to move and we've got to continue to get better and we've got to continue to develop our depth. But at the same time, you know, we, we don't need to overdo it and uh, we need to make sure that there's a nice gradual process to this. And how are you when it comes to patience? Yeah, I mean, that's something that I have to train myself on daily. Right. You know, just uh, making sure that the staff holds me accountable. And, you know, once once we got to get going five on five last week, I just I wanted to change all our four hours to five on five and, you know, but the staff, the staff continues to remind me that, that we've got to we've got to continue to work on our skill and, and pouring into their individual development. We've got to kind of got to blend the two as we navigate this. And the staff has done a great job. They're uh, they're working with these guys 
and um, you know, really trying to catch them up to speed and make sure that we we can continue to push forward and uh, we're ready when we need to be ready. Yeah, I know that um, this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the, the the first time in a couple of years where you haven't had staff changes, right? And you've got the same core group of guys together for this coming season that you had last year. And, of course, we know that's the nature of assistant coaches in college athletics. But but what does that mean to you to, to, to be able to have that kind of uh, continuity from one season to the next? Well, first of all, it shows the, the commitment that the institutions made to our people. And, um, you know, now we've, we've gotten it to where, you know, a few years back we were, we were, you know, in the bottom probably half, maybe third of the league in, in human capital committed to our staff. And now we're, we're trending closer to the top of the league. And I think that's, that's, that's a testament to that, that we've invested in people and we've invested in infrastructure and now we're able to keep people and, and able to obviously continue, you know, what we're doing. And um, and I think, too, it's it's the fact that I think it's also a testament that we've we found the right people. And I think we've got people in jobs that that are, are convicted, they're compelled and how we want to do it here. Uh, they're deeply invested. And um, and, and we, we've everybody's kind of taken their duties and, and they've they've embraced it and they've kind of become the head coach in their areas. And. You know, it's, it's nice to see how it's all fit together. And, um, you know, our staff has, has been phenomenal through this process the last five months of, of just making sure that our players are taken care of, that the safety is first, and, and that we also understand that we've got to continue to figure out how do we keep relationships close and connected through the distance. And I think what we're able to do in those four or five months away uh, we'll, we'll have some, we will reap some reward from that at some point, you know, once we start playing the season, because I think our staff did an incredible job, you know, through being a part of just making sure that we were still deeply connected with our players and, um, and at the same time, you know, trying to find ways to stay connected in the distance. This is episode 40 of the All Den podcast. I am Dan Scott, along with, uh, of course, head coach Bob Ritchie of the men's basketball program here at Furman. Bob, you said something a moment ago that, that, that might have uh, caught the radar of some people we're accustomed to, uh, you know, a head coach holding his assistant coaches, support staff, and obviously players accountable. But you said that your assistant coaches were holding you accountable. Talk about that dynamic, because I'm sure that's strange perhaps to a lot of people who are listening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we we're very – you know, we've gotten it down to what everybody's responsibilities are here. And, you know, what we try to do is we want to know what the overarching mission is and what we're trying to do. And we want to make sure that we have people that are compelled inside our organization to, to get it where it needs to go. And, you know, I think the biggest mistake you can make in leadership is thinking that there, there's a singular approach to this, that, that one person makes it go and then everybody else is there to serve this person. You know, for me, it, it's 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 all about the mission that we're trying to get to and understanding that's going to take all of us and that, that we've got to make sure that inside this organization that we're all pushing each other to that moment and, and to that point. And that it's not about me dragging the organization along. It's about us understanding that we've got common purpose. We've got common mission. And then we've, we've, we've got it organized in terms of, Hey, these are, this is what everybody's responsibilities are. And, this is, this is, these are the buckets and this is, this is the water that you've got to carry. And this is the responsibility and the load that you have. And, you know, for us, we talk about it all the time. Like we, we don't have any time for anything less than your best type of exchanges. 
And, and that goes for everybody inside this organization. And so for our staff, they know like, this is, this is what I'm the head coach of, that I'm just not like somebody that, Hey, what did Bob say to do today? Like, this is my area and I've got to make sure I've, I've got autonomy in this area and I've got to make sure I go do it. And, and, and also what that does is that keeps me aligned. You know, that keeps me understanding that this is, this is the responsibility I have. And then, you know, we always talk about it too. Like we want truth tellers inside our organization. We want, we want people that understand that we want a culture of transparency and, you know, I don't bat a thousand and, and I never will claim to bat a thousand. And so I need people around me that can say, Hey, you know what, this is what you said last week, or this is what's best for us. You know, this might be what you're feeling right now, but this is what we know that we need to do. And I mean, these guys redirect me all the time. And um, that's why I'm thankful to have a great staff around me. That's tough for a lot of people in leadership roles to comprehend uh, and to get to the point where they're comfortable doing that. You, you see so many leaders, whether it's industry, whether it's the country, whether it's sports, whatever, who surround themselves with yes men or yes women and people who are only going to tell them what they want to hear. Not a lot of people or, or not enough, I'll say that, seem to be willing to, to be challenged, challenged in the right way, obviously, but to be, to be challenged and, and, and say, you know, have a, a subordinate or an assistant coach or whatever say, hey, coach, I don't think this is the right thing to do, and, and to have the freedom to be able to say that to you. Absolutely, and I think, I think inside organizations, when you can get to that point where you, you, can, you can pull down the, the insecurities and the vulnerabilities that come with somebody telling you, hey, there might be a better way, right? Or, or we might need to think about this. And I think that's where, when you can get to a point organizationally where it's not about a guy being right, okay? <clears throat> it's not about, I have to be right. It, it's about where are we trying to go? And then what is our why? And how are we trying to get there? And consistently defining that and having great organizational clarity, okay? Because the more you have organizational clarity, then the easier it is to push everybody into that common stream of this is where we're trying to push this. And, and so therefore, you know, it's not about, well, he was right and he was wrong. It's, it's today as an organization, do we take another step forward of where we're trying to go? And, um, you know, so we do, I mean, we, 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 we talk openly with each other and, um, you know, there's a lot of, it, there's, you know, my wife has even learned through this whole Zoom thing you know, just just watching the dynamics of it has been neat because she'll hear different conversations, you know, over that four months where we were all working from home. And, you know, there is some conflict involved and there is there is some moments of, you know, debate and discussion and, and making sure that, you know, we stay aligned to what we're trying to go to. But, you know, that that sometimes when you work through some of that conflict, that's that's when you gain more organizational clarity. And um, these guys are great in terms of we're all on the same page and, you um, we're all we're all understanding that we're human and that we're flawed and that we're going to make mistakes. But can we can we walk together and um, can we fight for the alignment as a staff that we want to have in our program? So getting back to uh, what what's been happening on the court in the last uh, four weeks or so, how are the freshmen integrating themselves? Well, you know, I, I want to make sure that I don't sound like the kid at Christmas, um, you know, that just opened all his gifts and, you know, has been waiting a year to, to get them. Um, you know, it, it's one of those deals where we, we anticipated all summer, you know, getting our freshmen here. And so now when they get here, you know, obviously there's some excitement with that. I, I'll tell you this, the, these two kids are, they're, um, they, they, they've got it. 
you know, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, they, they've, they've, they've got it. And um, they, 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 again, I don't want to overstate it and I don't want to get the fan base um, stirred up in a way that, that we think that, you know, they're going to come in here and be all Americans from day one. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people they are. That's been what's impressed me the most so far, how they conduct their business. Uh, obviously, they both come from great families, great support systems, and um, and they just they're you know they're a little bit obsessed, and and that's probably what has stuck out so far. They both they both have a thirst for growth. Uh, they both want all the truth you can give them. And um, you know, one of the freshmen, you know, Garrett was texting me last night. He's sitting there watching the workout on his phone, and he's sending me you know, video clips and saying, coach, what about this? What about that? That's, that's unique for freshmen. Um, A, to, to be embraced at this point in individual film study, and then B, to be able to hit the head coach directly and say, what do I need to do here? Um, it shows some, some confidence that, that obviously they have, but also a willingness to learn, which I think is really healthy. Joe, Joe's obsessed. All right. They're just point, point blank. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's three types of people, in my opinion, that you, you deal with in this game. You, you, you deal with people that like it, you deal with people that love it, and then you deal with people that live it. And um, Joe Anderson lives it. And, and that's, that's a unique deal to see. Usually what we say around here is we want to find people that love it. And then our job as a staff is teach them how to live it, you know, teach them in terms of how they operate and how they function understanding that everything weaves together and that how you do anything is the way you do everything. And, you know, but to get somebody that, Hey coach, like, like what, what, what's next? Like he was, I sent Joe a clip on Friday night from a workout and I sent it to him kind of late. And, um, I was watching the film late. I figured he, he was, he was still up. And, um, it was, it was late on a Friday night when your average college student is probably figuring out, you know, where my friends at and what was kind of the hangout. And um, I sent it to him and he goes, he's like, coach, I'm, I'm sitting here watching this with, with Garrett right now. Can, is it, you know, can you send us some more stuff? Like what else did you see? What, what, it, I mean, can I, I need, I, I need more, I need, I need to get better. And, you know, it was just kind of an interesting, you know, to hear that from a freshman late on a Friday night. And I finally just told him like, Hey Joe, why don't you just go to bed and get you a good night's nice rest? And then, and then we'll pick this up tomorrow, but um, they're eager, uh, they're willing, they, they've got a great work ethic about them. And, um, you know, they both, they both seem a little bit unfazable. And I'm interested to see as we go through and we start to install and, you know, as, as the pieces start adding and the playbook gets thicker, you know, how they're going to process all this. But, um, you know, it looks like they're going to contend for, for, for an opportunity to have roles on this team. And um, I think both of them, you know, going through a four week limited observation with skill and some one hour team workouts. It looks like they're both going to be fighting for roles this year. So, so how do you balance that, that live it mentality or that obsession you're talking about with not becoming overly obsessed? Because obviously there's another aspect to being at Furman university. Yeah. And when I say, when I say live it, you know, I'm not talking about that. I want them to live their life singularly for the game of basketball. What I'm saying is, you, you, you want to teach them to, to be committed, right? And to understand what that looks like to take that next step in terms of being compelled. And then what you're hoping is that that, that personality and those traits pour into all areas of life, right? It's, it's, I mean, think about the people that you know that you would say, hey, these people are compelled. 
it, it's really not compartmentalized, right? Like, it's not like, oh, you know what? We're, 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 they're like this with their family and they're like this at their job. And then they're, di they're different when we see them here. Like, usually you say, hey, that's just a compelled individual. When he goes on campus, he acts like this. When he's in the classroom, he's like this. When he's on the court, it's, it's, it's that we're trying to get to that point where it's more of a lifestyle that encompasses all their walks of life. And what happens is, is that player and that person, it kind of grows as one. And, and that's what we've been able to see here of just getting them to live intentionally, live with purpose, uh, live with the spirit of wanting to continuously improve and uh, continue, continuously advance in whatever they do. And you're hoping that pours into all their endeavors. Continuing on episode 40 of the All Den podcast with uh, men's basketball head coach Bob Ritchie. What have you learned, uh, and how have you navigated the, these four or five months where you, you were in shutdown mode uh, because of the, the pandemic? Uh, and I know you and I had a chance to talk about it in the early stages of it, but it, it's extended, I think, further than anybody thought it would. So what have you learned, and how have you handled it? Man, I mean, that would probably be an episode all in and of itself, you know, just to go through go through everything that I've learned in this period. But I think that, you know, there's a, there's a few things that I would touch on to start. I think first, this was a natural, organic, you know, un, unprecedented pause button that, that we all had to go through and endure. And, um, you know, I do think there was some obvious hardship in that. But at the same time, for me, I think there was a healthy process during the pause of just being able to realign to those core values and make sure, you know, with everything going on in my individual life, you know, this is the one chance that you have to, to you know, uh, recenter in some areas and, and make sure that, you know, obviously we got more family time. But then is, is that family time intentional? And, and how are you leading your family in this in this tough time, right? How are you leading your team? How are you still having an impact? You know, how are you making sure that you you, you grow when when the world is telling you that, that everything else is in, a, in the ditch, you know? And, and how do you maintain that mental clarity and that, that spiritual clarity that you can continue to press forward? And, you know, I, I, I read a ton during the time um, I read some things that, that I thought were, would challenge me, you know, in, in some areas that maybe I felt like I had a deficit at the moment and, and just trying again, can I be a better father? Can I be a better husband? Uh, can I be a better leader in all my walks of life? And, and so I thought that was a healthy process uh, with the team. You know, Dan, I, I had this, I had this, you know, a couple week period where I was really trying to ask myself, okay, what's the right approach here? And um you know, I, I thought that th there was there was a couple different ways you could go with it. You could you could really try to minimize all this, and and you could just try to make it as entertaining and and as numbing as possible for them, and just try to hope it will pass, right? And let's just let's just try to have like the get through mentality of this. And you know, I I I, I struggled with that for a while because I didn't think that in what we do, trying to have greater meaning through our program, I thought maybe we'd miss an opportunity to really, you know, in sports, the word you hear a lot is adversity, right? And, it, and it's a little bit of an artificially created adversity that if managed correctly, it can be applicable in greater walks and areas of life, right? And then it hit me that, hey, this is this is what we talk about. You know, this is from a, from 
the, the actual adversity and the artificially created adversity that we have in contest, okay, now it's come to fruition in real life. And my job as a leader is to figure out how am I going to teach them to manage this and not to numb out, right? But actually look at it square in the face and say, okay, how do I navigate? How do I improve? And how do I get better through this? And, and so I had this vision of me sitting with my grandfather who, who went through uh, the Great Depression and he went through World War II. And I just had this thought one day sitting on my porch and I was like, you know, if I was able to have a conversation with my granddad about this, what would he advise me? You know, like, what would he, how would he tell me to navigate this? And, you know, it, it, this is going to sound comical, Dan, but, but it's really trying to make a point in terms of my thinking through this. You know, it didn't really hit me that he told me to tell them to go watch eight episodes of Netflix. You know, it didn't, it didn't hit me that he was going to tell me to say, hey, tell him to go hang out on TikTok all day. You know, it didn't really come to me that he was going to say, hey, you know, just 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 let him wade the waters. And then at some point, this is going to be over. It was more of a thought of, no, this is this is life. And like we need to learn how to embrace and manage this. And then how do we challenge ourselves to be a better to be better on the other side of it? And so we early, you know, we, we, we decided to do a book read together through Zoom on Tuesdays. And uh, we went through the book Legacy, which is about the All Blacks. And um, each player, it was wild how it happened, Dan. There were 15 chapters in the book. And from the time we started it to the time we got back to campus, it was 15 weeks. And, and it, was, it, was, it was really odd how the last chapter was the week before we were all returning to campus. And each player took a chapter. Uh, they came up with the discussion questions. And then they basically had team conversation about some of these issues every Tuesday. And the staff really just listened. I mean, we, we kind of... We would, we would recenter and refocus at times, but we did that. And then we kept our speakers on Friday. And, um, you know, some of that we publicized and, and the messages that we had through some of those, you know, your Alan Steins and your Jay Billis's and, you know, your Kevin Eastman's and all kind of different speakers that we had. Um, Phil Beckner that poured into our, our program on those Friday afternoons. We kind of kept it like that where we stepped aside from basketball and we went strictly culture on Tuesdays. And then we went, you know, how do we go into the weekend um, with, with perspective, right? And hearing from somebody else and really just trying to grow through it. And, um, you know, that was, that was neat to see because as we've been back, I've seen some of that stuff really come out to fruition. And, um, you know, I felt, like, I felt like that period really helped us. And so, you know, I read a bunch of interesting books. I don't wanna, I don't wanna bog you down with that right now. Um, just trying to challenge me in different areas. I read a book on technology that was really fascinating. I read a book on the ruthless elimination of hurry that was a spiritually based book, but just talking about how we just constantly get in this hurry cycle. Um, that was that was really convicting for me. And um, I, re I read all kinds of different things just to try to challenge myself and um, also try to invest in my health a little bit. I mean, it was just all kind of different things to try to to try to get a little bit further of where we could get back. And, you know, we got back. This is the last thing I'll tell you. And I know I'm getting long winded with this, but I when I got back with the team, I'm still, I still get nauseated. Like I said, about the amount of complaining through this, cause I feel like we're missing an opportunity to get real growth through adversity. And I know there's a lot of bad going out in the world right now and, and it's unfortunate, but I think as, as people, we also got to look at this in, in, in the middle of the, of what, what looks bad, right? How are we preparing ourselves? to still have victory. And um, I brought the team in and I knew, you know, football is getting canceled and all these sports were getting canceled and, 
you know, every negative complaining negative. And I, I pulled up the movie Patton and I showed him the first clip, you know, when, when, when they're, when he's obviously giving a speech the day before D-Day and um, I let the team see that. And I just asked him, I said, you know, have you heard anything like this in the last five months? You know, the, the, the conviction and, and Hey, this is a tough moment, but we're going to have victory. And, and this is how we're going to move forward. This is what America is. America loves a winner. And we're going to go out there tomorrow with calls and conviction. And we're, we're going to go fight. And, um, and, and we cut it off. And they said, nah, coach, we, we hadn't heard anything like that in the past five months. And, and it's an indictment, right? It's an mm-hmm. indictment on our country, unfortunately. But we, we've got a chance here to go through some real adversity. And at the end of it, you know, we are, we are a great country and I think we're going to come through it. And I think we're going to figure out that there's ways that we can be better on the other side of it. If we really embrace that mentality, as we stay responsible, as we stay safe, but we've got to have a fighter spirit and and we've got to have a spirit that's willing to endure and we've got to avoid complaining. And we've got to be also in some ways, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but we've got to lead with a spirit of gratitude, just like I told our team that you're going to, you're playing division one basketball, your own campus at Furman university, you're in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. And you're, you're, you're not on the, you're not on the beaches of Normandy. You know, you're not fighting a war. You're not, you're not going through a great depression. Embrace these times as best you can and make sure that you're leading right in your heart and your soul. And, um, and we're going to get through this. And, and I think that's the biggest thing I've learned through this is, is just making sure that we, we lead correctly and we have the right mental approach to this and the right spiritual approach as we walk through it. You know, you, you said something a moment ago that, that struck a chord with me, and, and this, is a, this is a Furman basketball broadcast and not a Dan Scott broadcast, but, but I, I just got to mention this because you mentioned grandfathers, and, and grandfathers uh, can be such a, a, an incredible tool if if we'll use them, I mean, I'm a, I'm a grandfather now three times over. I still can't believe that's the case. But the my, the first grandparent I lost was was my my mom's dad, my my grandfather, who gave me my love for sports. But in his lifetime, Bob, in in his lifetime, he lived through the the uh, the flu epidemic uh, of of 1918. He lived through World War One, World War Two. The stock market crashed, the Great Depression, the mining wars in, in southern West Virginia and eastern Kentucky, a lot of, a lot of bloodshed that, that took place in that, Korea and Vietnam, all in his life. I mean, that's a lifetime of conflict and a lifetime of struggle. And, and when you said that, it just dawned on me, man, perspective is it makes an incredible— you, it makes you laugh, right? Yeah. yeah. When you when you hear this talk about what else are we going to see in 2020? I mean, I get it. OK, I'm not minimizing this and saying this is not hard. OK, I'm, I'm admitting that we're, we're dealing with some adversity as a country with the covid epidemic and also with the racial injustice situation. I'm fully aware of that. OK, but we can't walk through this like this is the end of the world and everything's about to fall apart. Right. If we're going to be able to have positive change and we're going to get this country back to where we all want it to be, we've got to have a fighter spirit. And, and I think that that's where, you know, it just it, 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 it hurts my soul when I hear the complaining and, and I hear, you know, I, I want to have a program of conviction and I want us to make sure that we're marching to try to to try to fight for change. And, and you realize, you know, I'll tell you something else that's been interesting, like 
my wife and I decided to read a book with our kids through this time. And there's something interesting if, if there's people listening that like to read. There are actually, there's some of these books now that, that they make student editions for. And so, you know, like the story of Unbroken is one I'm reading with my daughter. I'm reading the regular version. She's reading the student edition. And so there's a lot of that stuff, the gory part is left out. Um, but it's going through, you know, the story of World War II and, and an incredible story of, of resiliency and, and conviction and perseverance. And, um, you know, you, you read that and a guy that gets shot down in a plane, he floats around in the ocean and basically almost withers away and then has to go into the, you know, constant, the, the prisoner of war camps in, J in Japan. And he has to endure all that. And people in the United States think he's dead. And, you know, it's just fighting for perspective to realize that people have endured much more. And, and, and we've got to understand that as a, as, as, as a team, as a program. And, um, you know, that, that there's been, there's been harder times and, um, you know, not to minimize what we're going through, but we, we can have victory through this. And as a, as a program, we want to be committed to that. Episode 40 of the all den podcast, as we get into wrap up mode here with head coach, Bob Ritchie, uh, I, I know, uh, you'd love to be able to, to tell your fans, here's our schedule for 2020-2021, and, and I know you've got a skeleton framework, which we can't discuss right now, but there's so much uncertainty, and you referenced it back at the beginning of the podcast. The season, as it stands now, is scheduled to begin on November the 10th, but we won't know if that's actually going to be the case until sometime in the middle of next month, and, and even that could change. Again, how do you navigate the the uncertainty here, knowing or not knowing whether or not your your money games are going to happen, what your home schedule is going to look like, the challenges and things you want your team to go through. It's, a, again, a great big ball of uncertainty. It is. And, and you know, I, I think that we, we've we've done a good job with the schedule. I'm, I'm hopeful for our fan base that we get to play this schedule because it's probably the most exciting schedule that, that we've had here um, in a long time. If not, you know, it would be the first time ever – to be included in an ESPN tournament, you know, in the Myrtle Beach Invitational and uh, to be able to play in a tournament of that magnitude has been something I know our fan base has been, you know, wanting and, and, and begging for for years to be to be in one of those those bigger tournaments and, you know, to have the Louisville's and the Cincinnati's and the Alabama's on the schedule and continuing the series with Loyola and Winthrop and all kind of great non-conference opponents. But you know what? One thing that we talked about as a team through this whole thing is I think that in, in all of this flexibility is essential. Okay. There's going to be a day to day. There's going to be a week to week element to this that you've got to be at a bend a little bit. You know, I think the people that want it, you know, Hey, we need to be able to map this out for the next three, six months and know exactly what's going to happen. I think that's hard, but at the same time, we can't let the flexibility give us an excuse to have a lesser or a lower of a standard, right? We've got to be able to fight for a great standard in the midst of the flexibility. And I think with the schedule, it's the same thing, you know, like just, just at this point for me, Dan, I want to, I want to spend less of my time focusing on the uncertainties mm -hmm. because I don't want that to take away of what I can give our team today at 12, one and two o'clock when we have skill workouts. I just want us to be ready and wherever y'all want us to play, just tell us when we're playing and who we're playing and let the administrators deal with all that. I know they're going to do a great job with it. I know our AD is going to be on top of it. I, you know, I think most people right now that you had talked to would, would, would lean towards, we're probably not going to have a normal start, 
but I think I think the aim inside the inside the college basketball world right now is to still try to get it going around that Thanksgiving period and understanding that most campuses are, are sending students home at Thanksgiving and it would give us an opportunity to have a little bit you know of a restricted bubble with just us on campus and to be able to start playing some contests and you know there's even talk of, of having some different bubbles and different pods of teams and you know, doing all that. I mean, everything's on the table right now. Um, I'm confident that they're going to get a solution. I'm confident watching the NBA and watching, you know, some of the other sports programs that have started that, you know, that they they are having some delays and that, you know, you know, you look at baseball and they've had some cases, but at the same time they're, 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 they're managing it and, and they're pushing through. And um, I think as, you know, as looks like some of this college football is going to get underway and the NFL gets underway and, I'm hoping that there's going to be some optimism and um, that we're going to be able to see that we can we can potentially stay safe and responsible and have the testing and, and have the protocol in place uh, to be able to get sports back and going. And um, at least that's what we're hopeful of. But, you know, we're, we're just damn we're just day to day, you know, like what <laughs> what can we do today? And um, we'll wake up tomorrow and see what they're telling us from there. There's really no other way to live, is there? Yeah, I mean, you just you got to you got to can't it, it, like I said it, it will push you down if you try to figure it all out and you know reading all the articles and getting on Twitter I mean most days I just delete the Twitter app on my phone and I just <laughs> I just leave all that there and um, you know just try to focus on what's at hand because uh, we all have plenty at hand to be able to make a difference and um, you just got to make sure you don't you don't get you know everybody wants to see what's coming um, but at the end of the day we want to make sure we impact what's right here. Well, Bob, it's it's been great to get this thing rolling again uh, on the All Den podcast, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do it on uh, something of a regular schedule now after the the, the long break between episodes. But uh, good luck, and and let's uh, let's let's have a basketball season and and, and a successful one at that. Well, you know, I feel like we we talked about a lot, and I think this was a great one. Uh, we didn't we didn't get to talk a ton about the team, and I hope we don't leave everybody you know hanging there. Uh, just in closing, you know, the guys are doing great right now. And, um, you know, I do think, I know this is coach speak, and I know this is what all coaches say before they start playing. Uh, but I do think we have some ch- a chance to have some real depth this year. And, um, you know, that was that was a little bit of our Achilles heel last year, especially when we got in foul trouble. Um, but, but getting to a point where we can play, you know, potentially nine guys in a rotation, you know, we've got a lot of guys out there and it's highly competitive right now. And, some guys have made some strides, but, you know, Alex, the way he's leading, you know, Noah, the strides that he's made, you know, Clay, Clay's made some adjustments to his shot with his base and his balance and his posture, and he's shooting the heck out of the ball right now. Uh, Mike Bothwell, I mean, he, he's he's continuing at that February fashion that he played with and and just looking like he's eager to really take the next step. And, you know, it's um, Jalen Slauson, the way the way he's come back, the, the, the emotion that he's been playing with, I think, I think those five, you know, it's it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out who our starting five is going to be this year. But the key is going to be of just building that depth and, and how do these freshmen mix in and then some of the guys that have been here, you know, we've got seven that are really competing right now, you know, for, for, for those four spots to get to nine. And, you know, based on what we've seen so far, we're, we're highly confident that we're going to be able to have a team that has some depth this year and um, maybe be able to play a, a tad bit faster um, with that depth so we're looking forward to that that's a nice little setup and teaser for uh, episode 41 in a couple of weeks right there we go there we go and i know i know everybody's been asking about that we need to get back to you know bi-weekly and now that we've 
we've, we've kind of, we're kind of getting back in the flow of, of doing that again. And, uh, appreciate all our fans staying with us through this time. All right, Bob. Thanks. All right. Thank you. And there you go. It's been a long time coming, but that has been episode 40 of the all den podcast with head coach, Bob Ritchie, again, brought to you by our friends at Shortfields in downtown Travelers Rest. Shortfields.com is the website for the menu, the operating hours. Please stop by and see them and thank them for continuing to be a big supporter of Furman University Athletics. As we just mentioned, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with a new episode. We'll get a chance to focus in more on players who's stepping up into the leadership role now that Jordan Lyons is gone. We asked the same question last year after Matt Rafferty and Andrew Brown had left. And how was Jordan going to handle that that spot as a lone senior? Well, the seniors this year won't be by themselves, but they'll they'll still have to fill a gap, and we'll talk about that, among other things, with Bob coming up on the next episode. Until then, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. This has been Episode 40 of the All Den Podcast. And for Head Coach Bob Ritchie and all of us at Furman University, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you. So long, everybody, and thank you for being all in. Thank you.